Welcome to Get Up in the Cool Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Brooks Mastin. We recorded this last week at his home in Portland, Oregon. Real quick announcement before we get started. I'm teaching a one-off online banjo workshop Sunday, July 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific. And the topic will be A-tunes up the neck. So if you've been wanting to get familiar with the fretboard, instead of searching around the first string, this will get you on your way. Sign up now at camerondewitt.com store, which is linked in the show notes. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with Brooks Mastin and buy one of his Brooks banjos. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy.
can't do in runs that don't belong in there. That was a racking of the memory bank. Yeah. You sound great. Brooks Maston, welcome back to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks, Cameron. It's good to be here. Thanks for letting me back in your home. Yeah. Outside this time, nice summer evening. Yeah. I really like recording old-time music outside. I kind of think it should only be yeah. recorded outside. It sounds really good out here. It does. Even in the rain, it sounds good. It sounds really good in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when banjos sound their best. Oh. At their most challenging. I, I, everybody's like, oh, I need to tighten my head. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> I, I want to I talk to you about this, actually. So when I interviewed you, I believe back in 2017, I asked you just like general uh, banjo advice. Actually, I think the question that I asked was like, do you have any icks when it comes to pet people's peeves, yeah. yeah pet peeves about banjo setups? And you said... It really bothers me when people, you know, uh, complain about uh, skin heads for banjos. Uh, and you said people mess with them too much and are too afraid of them. But when they do get them, they mess with them too much. And I said, I've been messing with mine all the time. And you're like, you should stop doing that. And so fast forward a year, uh, after having this, this banjo head for like three or four years, loosening it every time I went on a plane because I was nervous about it. Uh, I was in Australia and I wore a hole through it mm -hmm. uh, with my arm just from having a sweaty festival arm for yeah, years. Awesome. And uh, so I needed a new one because uh, I was in Australia to play banjo specifically. And uh, someone sold me their skin head that they hadn't mounted yet. And they're like, I'll just put it off a couple more months, which is really nice. Thanks, Gary. And uh, I took your advice and I installed it there in Australia. And I think I've maybe, I've never loosened it. Right. I think I've tightened it three times total. The yeah. first time, maybe within a couple days of that first time as it settled in. Exactly. And then for the first time in years, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I tightened it a little bit more. And you've been all over. And I've been all over. Yeah. All yeah, and I've been back to West Virginia. It. Plenty of people that argue with me, but if you just let them be and you stretch them right the first time. Yeah. I torture them before I send them out, so they burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they'd break if you watch me do it. You'd think that I was going to break it. Yeah. And, but after all of them said and done, you get it right to where it wants to be, like this is a fresh stretched head. It's like a sixteenth above. Yeah. It's just tight as can be. Tight as a drum, as it should yeah. be. Yeah. It can start raining here and get hot and humid and it's pretty much gonna stay like this. It's brand new so it'll stretch a little bit, but Yeah. I mean they do. I have sure. all over the South. I'm I'm I'll say Florida too. Florida's like its own place. It's maybe even a little more humid than right. up north right. further. Um, I have them in Brazil. I have them in Hawaii. I'm in Japan, yeah. and I'm not getting calls all the time yeah. that, hey, my head's, my banjo's not sounding right, you know, so the proof is in the pudding, yeah. and there's no oil, and whatever, everybody has their own way of doing it, my way is to torture them and press them out, yeah. so they get exposed to heat, and dry, and humid, and then dry, and humid, and dry, yeah. so they've already been to a couple festivals by the time you get your banjo, right, yeah. <laughs> within this and course of like a month, <laughs> Delivered here, and then within two days, the head is completely flopped. 
Yeah. And it's lost all its tension. So they bring them here and I tighten them up for them and then send one away. Yeah. So not everybody does it, but I swear by it, it works great. Yeah, I'm really glad I uh, asked you about that and took your advice because my banjo has been like, it's it's living its best life since 2018, since I haven't been loosening it at all, yeah. haven't been futzing with it. Uh, it's so loud. It's so clear. Um, I almost never stuff it. Yeah. The sound is just what it needs to be. Yeah, so uh, thank you for your... <laughs> Banjo wisdom <laughs> that you imparted. It's so funny. Yeah. It's wisdom where it's like, you're wrong. You know, it's yeah. Like, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care. You can tell me I'm wrong, whatever. The proof is in the pudding. I'm yeah. Like, I've got like 460 of these things out there, and probably 420 of them have skinheads on them. Yeah. So. Are those uh, those 40 synthetic ones just because the, the buyer made it really pretty? really yeah, specific like they demanded really it one, yeah i'm not gonna i yeah. don't like making decisions for people sure i'm not i'm not the guy that does the hard sell and i'm not the guy that tells you what to do yeah but if you ask me what what i think will work for yeah. you i'll give you that answer yeah yeah, yeah. so that's what like i've been to clip top a couple times and other banjo makers were like selling my banjos for me you know nicely on their what you know just being nice and selling stuff for me, they're like, hey, you know, they kind of want it. And I'm like, well, if they want it, they'll get it. Yeah. And they're like, well, go push them a little bit. And I'm like, I'm not the hard seller. Uh -huh. If they want it, they want it. Like, yeah. I don't want any buyer's remorse because I pushed somebody into something, you know. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is your decision. And also, as, you're, as a salesman, you kind of feel like, I can feel like a BS because everybody's like, what's it going to sound like? This is funny. I had this post I put up on Facebook like a couple of years ago and I suddenly somebody commented on it this week. So it all came back up. Oh, okay. Like, I put a picture of Cal Worthington up there. You know who he is? No, he no. He's like a famous car salesman in uh, Southern California. And he's like, this is Cal Worthington in his dog spot. You know, he'll have like a lion or have his a gorilla or a monkey or whatever. And yeah. He's like, I'll stand on my head to make you a deal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing. And yeah. Like when I first started, I was, you know, you're zealous when you're first sure. trying to sell your, your wares at a festival. And, um, yeah, the next year I had a guy come back and tell me what a, a bullshitter I was. Uh -huh. And it made me so mad. Yeah. It's like, I didn't tell you anything that was untrue. You just bought my third banjo and it fell apart. You know, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Know? Yeah. Um, True, you know, yeah, I sure. Didn't have enough experience, yeah. So, I oh. fixed everything for him. I fixed all those first ones that fell apart. Yeah. I tracked them all down. It took me a while. Yeah, the first probably 18 of them were pretty garbage. Yeah, and I actually did find all the owners and had them send them to me. That's great. You did a, a recall. That's I so great. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I had a couple recalls. Yeah, that's how it goes. This is 24 years. Yeah, like around. Banjo number 200, if you have a banjo that's like number 180 through around 200, I think I've got all those, but we had a bad batch of um, the epoxy I used to use, the glue-on fingerboards. Uh, so like 24 banjo fingerboards came off. Oh, there. shit. And that was when I had an employee and he had glued them all on. You yeah, know, so yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is so awkward, you know. Yeah. I didn't bother calling him up and telling him because, you know, he was gone by that point, but... But yes, about 24 badges, I re-glued the 24 times. 
Rich gave me a lot of experience of setting up banjos for that, if that happens in the future, to make it easy. You know, I put little, I install my little spikes underneath the first fret, oh. and underneath the, the 16th fret. Yeah. One on this side of the truss rod and one on the other side. So that's the indicator pins. So they're always in there. Huh. So in the future, if this thing gets left in a hot car or whatever and the glue comes undone, whoever the luthier is is going to pull it apart and go, I love this guy. Because there's locator <laughs> pins in there already. Yeah. Like it's going to be able to go on exactly like Amazing. So, you know, sometimes disaster is a, a blessing. And it also was, made me realize that um, and with this shop set up, employees aren't really my gag, my gig because the electricity in this is a 1920 house. Yeah. So I can only run one machine at a time. Right, right. So having more than one person in here is, uh, it's, it messes with the flow. You don't have enough, like, like juice, elect juice electrically. Yeah, yeah. So. so when I have an employee, it's like, here, set up to do this. And then I'm sitting there like, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> You know, and now I have somebody with no experience doing that while I'm sitting here getting frustrated. Right. Somebody asked me about that today, too, so that's why I'm talking about it. Uh -huh. I started using yellow glue instead of this Steve Smith epoxy here, and it actually made the banjos even sound better. Yellow glue? What do you like mean? Just, you know, regular wood glue. Just regular old wood glue? Wood glue. Wow. Has better, like, tap tone on the whole neck than the ones with it. I mean, you can't sit there and like side by side here, but when you're making them all the time, you're like, hey, this, yeah. when it's all glued up and you're tapping it, it's like, it sounds better with the wood glue. That's and amazing. No one has ever come apart, so. Yeah. Wow. Another tip. I, I really appreciate um, how practical, how pragmatic you are about like, I, I have this part of my brain that's like, I need to use the thing that is supposed to be the best. Right. Um, yeah. Because I was taught to use that. I was having a little bit of like almost a panic attack yesterday because I was listening back to old Get Up in the Cool recordings with my old shitty mics. Mm -hmm. And I was like, these sound better than my new <laughs> recordings after I like spent, you know, this is like a $1,000 oh, mic. Yeah. You know, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, old do I need to? Yeah. I did the same thing when I was doing all my record making my videos. Yeah. I bought so many different mics and like everyone has its own special little hiss yeah. in the background. You know, where just yeah. the web recorder thing that I put on my computer sounded better than all of them. It's interesting. Yeah, it's uh I I feel like that's what, you know, the reading the manuals and knowing the, and, and and going through and doing all the things you're supposed to do and and then I feel like that's necessary. It's better right. to like break a rule or a guideline than to have no rules yeah. or guidelines or no like path that you're following. But I've really appreciated every time I've come to you with like a banjo question and uh, I, I was having like fret buzz on my, on my banjo. I raved about this on the podcast in an intro because <laughs> I, uh, I think I was in part paying you uh, with some ad time. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh <laughs> And, but also I felt really strongly about it, you know, cause I brought it to you and you, you had the simplest answer, which is you just need to put a little bit of something in this part of the nut. Yeah. That's it. You did that. It took like 20 minutes. Uh, I came back, got my banjo and then 
it was totally fixed and it's been like that ever since. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel, um, I had, no one had fixed it. No one had been able to fix it. Everyone had, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but there were some authoritative people who gave, uh, they were very sure of the advice they were giving me and I got all sorts of different advice and nothing fucking worked. Until you're just like, oh yeah, you just need to put a little, you just fill this up a little, bring it up a little bit, and uh, it's been, right. yeah. So, you know, and that's that probably wasn't the most like. I forgot to mention we're getting barbecue delivered. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, you can just leave that plate on my porch or whatever. <laughs> Thanks. Oh man, that smells really good. Yeah. You're going to have to wash your hands after you finish. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a little corn intermission. Uh, that looks good. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel stupid because I don't own a house. I've been in Oregon since 1987. I, I mean, houses were $14,000 when I lived here. Big ones. Oh, my God. And I just was a musician and didn't have my stuff together and never bought a house. You know, well, I, actually I did. Later I bought two of them. And. It just kicked my butt. I'm not. Uh, I I'm, I don't have that mind frame of a mortgage. I, I just it just tears me apart. And I, for some reason, it's easier to give my money to a landlord who I know than a bunch of people at a bank who I have no idea who they are. And they're screwing me the whole time is what it feels like, you know, because I have variable rate mortgages. The whole deal. Yeah. Um. So half of me is like, why are you not almost? paid off in a house right now. Sure. You know? Um, but the reason why is this neighborhood is so good. Yeah. Like, all these people around me are my family. Yeah. Much. I've been here 17 years now in this house. Mm. I never lived in a house more than six years in New Mexico. That was my record. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've moved a lot. So it feels really good to be part of a neighborhood. I've watched the kids grow up around me. You know, I've watched families come and go. I've watched, I've watched young guys turn old. You know, it's pretty good. Sure. Are, are you <laughs> implying that, like, the communal spirit of this neighborhood is somehow worth more than yes. than uh, <laughs> having some capital? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, I, I also just, I need a lot of space, and it's... Yeah. When I moved back to town after moving to New Mexico, I just couldn't really afford the space that I needed because mm. it was a Portland land grab at that point. You know, like you watch open houses and people were running to them, and that just makes me want to run away from them. You know? I was like, yeah. you guys are out of your minds. You're like running to get there first. I just couldn't relate. It just seemed disgusting to me. Yeah. And it's kind of a shot in the foot, really, but it's just how I feel. And, um, uh, luckily, I have a great landlord who lets me do what I want to do in here. I'm in a great part of town. You know? Yeah. I'm 15 minutes from the airport. I used to be like the airport shuttle pre-pandemic. <laughs> like always in the airport to pick people up. Yeah. So, anyways, this is Leslie's example. We just got barbecue delivered during the podcast. Amazing. That's the ultimate flex. <laughs> it is right there. Yeah, that's the ultimate amenity for a house. Yeah. Uh, you ready for play another tune? Sure. Could we do we kind of a similar, a similar tune? But you want to do Old Yellow Dog? You know that one? Okay, yeah, I'll come in afterwards because I don't really remember how they go. Right well, let's see if I can remember it. Okay. There we go. 
I should have just stopped with you. <laughs> you sound great. 
It's lovely hearing you play again. Kind of in the point of my life where I want to start taking banjo lessons. Oh, interesting. Just because my thumb is so messed up, I feel like I messed it up with bad uh, technique. I have a new customer who is, he's a, new in town. His name is Kevin Sullivan, and look out, he is a beast of a banjo player. Okay. He's been only playing for a little bit, I think maybe even a year. Okay, great. He's taking lessons from Adam Hurt. Yeah. Well, I'd love to meet him. He is so good. Okay. Um, and watching him play, his hand is just hardly moving at all. Like, right. Like, if I played like that, my thumb would be fine. Hmm. I've always been in dance bands, and it's like, play as loud as you can. As sure. For three hours. Yeah. And uh, one of my thumbs went a little bit loud. Huh. That's how I was working with words since I was Hey, speaking of yeah, of banjo playing, the banjo playing and not making part of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened back to your first interview, the first interview we did uh, earlier today, and I could have sworn we talked way more about you playing with Earl White. And I think all of those stories that you told me about that were like off record, just from hanging out. Oh. Will, you, will you tell me? Uh, the Earl White comes to Portland, leaves an old time wake. Oh man! Like, t- tell me about that. I got that. so lucky when I moved here. Well, when I moved here, my friend Curtis was playing with Earl, and and Curtis and Earl in a room, I, I could not picture that because they're both such strong personalities and such monster musicians mm. um, that like I could not see Curtis as a backup musician. Oh. And when you're with Earl, you are orchestrated. You're doing, you're doing the Earl. You know, Earl. You do what Earl says, basically. Does he have like uh, really strong? Like you do this during this this well, section. Yeah, like it's more like you just got to keep up. Okay. Yeah. You know, he wails on it. Yeah. And like I learned how to play asleep with Earl. You know, uh-huh. like, <laughs> he was older than me and could play way. You know, he's just. He's an animal. He could play all night and then get up in the morning and take care of his kids when he was 55 years old. Yeah. And I'm 56 now and I couldn't imagine doing that at all. So basically when I got to town, I was watching Curtis and Earl and I was like, this is kind of hilarious. Um, there's, you know, just kind of an, an edgy bit to it. And, and Curtis came over one day and was just kind of like complaining about his singing parts and stuff like that and and we were friends, and I was just like, why are you even... That's not your band, that's my band. Because actually, a friend of mine had written me a letter years before that, that she had gone to this festival, and Earl was there. And she's like, oh my God, you need to play with this guy. It's like, his fiddling is perfect for your banjo playing. So I knew about him years before, and, and then I got here, and he lived here, and I was just like... That's my job. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Curtis, you need to hand the baton to me. Yeah. Because you're not having fun, and this is what I really want. And he's kind of worked out. He just said yes. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Or just like it came to a head that weekend, and yeah. he was out, and Adrian called me and was like, you want to be in the band? And Amazing. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I lasted a year and a half. Like, I can't keep up with Earl in any way. You know, mm. I just... I... I'm more of a social guy at a party. I want to go around and talk to people, like just sit there and play tunes the whole time. Right, right, right. I mean, so I was, you know, I turned into a disappointment, really, I think. Mm. Just kind of like, because he'd be like, Brooks, you know, and I'd be like, 
<laughs> Chatting up people. I'm yeah. Fall asleep. And he had a couple of tunes that it was like a lullaby where he just put me to sleep. Yeah. And other people play it too, and they just put me right to sleep. And so, um, and then uh, we got a Litsky company, which was fun. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna. <laughs> Yeah, if you're going to step aside for some Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I actually made really good friends with him in that process because he came out and we got to hang out. It was great. There's a good banjo player. So, yeah, but Earl, um, I loved how, you know, we'd go busking and he'd say, he would just rake in the money busking. Hmm. I mean, I've never seen anybody make as much money busking as he did. And I don't know if this is the right amount, but he said, you know how long I'm going to play a tune for when we're busking? And I was like, no, how long? And he's like, until there's 50 bucks in the piece. Wow. So I hope I can be quoted on that, but I mean, that's what I heard. And I was there, and I was watching people, you know, just throw money in that case because he would be there with Miles on his back. With Miles, it's like, that'd be like <laughs> 20 at this point, you know? And then, um, and then they had... Miles and Oliver, you know, and then Zephyr came along after I was out of the band. But it was just a wonderful experience, huh. you know, and I was super tight with Miles. And Oliver was still a baby, but, you know, just like it was a really family feeling experience. Hmm. And to just have it happen as soon as I got to town, because I had quit a band that I really loved in New Mexico, so I'm bummed about that. Hmm. And then to get here and just get to play with this monster thing, yeah. Like that was. It's like, welcome to town, Brooks. You yeah. are as busy as you can possibly be with banjos, yeah. and you're playing with a fiddler you've always wanted to play with. Ah. So it was great. I still never met him. Okay. One, of the, one of these days, will. Yeah, go to a festival. I mean, yeah, that would be the ultimate thing to yeah. do, yeah. I should have done it when I, when I lived closer. <laughs> but right. now I'll have to just where, make uh, it. Where, where, you have in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, around yeah, the corner. And then you left, and that was a kind of a, a big hole, and that's how Flat Rock. Oh, yeah. Because he yeah. played with um, Eric and Linnea as well. Um, so when he left, we also landed together. Yeah, right on. And that lasted for 10 years. It's good to be playing music with you again. <laughs> yeah. Clubs and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been home one night this week. Oh, like, hell yeah. <laughs> my rent is worth it again. Yeah. Like, I'm getting the city life that yeah. I moved here for. Yeah. There's something to do every night. Mm. Not that I like to go out every night. It's just been that kind of week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been thinking that lately. I'm like, my rent is worth it again. For a while there, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're paying to live in Portland, to really live in the city. Yeah. 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 I get my rent raised every year, so it's like, um... It's another thing that helps me with my business. Yeah, sure. Because I have to, like, so if he raises my rent 100 bucks a month, my rule is I got to figure out how to make 300 extra bucks a month. Sure. You know, so it's really helped me streamline my business and really helped me learn how to say no. Yeah. You know, because a lot of, um, I've really had to cut back on doing extreme custom orders. Sure. I, I just don't do them anymore. Sure. Because... I won't make my rent. Yeah. You know? Um, well, my impression is that they kind of turn into like therapy sessions sometimes. I've heard similar things from tattoo artists. Yeah. I mean, I, th I was looking at it this way. Like if you went into a restaurant and you looked at the menu, you sat down in this restaurant, you looked at the menu and on the menu it said meat, burger, and it said steak. Yeah. 
and then vegetables instead of we have onions, we have asparagus, we have, you know, garlic, and then, so you just, with those ingredients, you tell us what you want us to make you. Sure. You know? So <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's no, yeah. <laughs> and then the cook would be back there, you don't put, you know... Yeah, yeah. It's a blessing at the same time, you know. It's like I don't want to like say that I'm not grateful for custom orders. Oh yeah. You know, and I don't like working with people on that level. It's just a matter of I have this overhead. You know, I got to keep the boat. Sure. And. I'm in the billy boat. That's what my landlord calls it. He's like, you're in the billy boat. we got to keep the billy boat afloat. Hmm. You know? So I'm like, all right, I'm in the billy boat. And i got to pay extra money every year to be in the billy boat. Um, so it just comes down to me, like, streamlining everything. Yeah. Usually when I get a custom order, I will start, like, two or three of those. Because I notice that if one person's thinking about something, there's usually four or five other people thinking about the same thing. Yeah. So I'll turn a custom order into five banjos. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that way, that made it worth it. You make a batch. I made a batch of that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Of what that person wanted. If it was something I liked. Yeah, sure. You know. Um, and I've definitely learned pretty much all my expertise comes from the 300 or so fully custom banjos that I made. Yeah. You know, just what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And what made people happy and what made people unhappy. And then also what happens when people order a banjo and wait months for it. And what happens when the people call me up and say, what do you have? Right. And I say, I have this. Yeah. Because that's what I, I'm always in making banjos that no one's playing because I really enjoy that. And I feel like I make my best banjos when I'm making what I want to make. Because I know what I have back there. Like, I, yeah. I have a pile of the nicest cherry I've seen in my life, ever seen in my life. But my, web, my website doesn't tell you that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just know that. So when you're ordering from me, um, I, I never will steer it. They're like, what do you got? You know, I'm like, I have this. Like, that's usually a banjo, and that makes it easy. Right, and right. I'll take it. And those are always the happiest people because yeah. they always assume they'll have, like, a year and a half wait list. And yeah. Then I'm going to say it'll be two years. And I'm like, no, that's something you can have in two weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they get it, and, they, and it's really nice, and it's usually exceeds their expectations. Uh-huh. And then out, out of that, it usually turns into more orders. Yeah. Um, I have a very high rate of people ordering more than one menu. Yeah. So. Right on. Yeah, I, I appreciate the, like, uh, the nature of your work or banjo making in general. Uh, I'm saying banjo making because I think on your last episode I, I said banjo builder and apparently that's like I let it go whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm getting older now, but it doesn't take a tractor to make a banjo. And when you're building things, you usually need a tractor. Yeah, I worked construction for years, and this is an upgrade for me. Like I'm yeah. a craftsman. Yeah. Like I walk down the block sometimes, and you know people are buying houses here for nine hundred thousand dollars, and they say, "Oh, are you a tradesman?" Yeah. And I say, no, I'm a craftsman. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and and it should be treated like that. And I feel like sometimes when people want a banjo, they want like uh, a product as opposed to like uh, a, a, 
a thing that brings joy in the world, you know, like, and they're they're not just buying a banjo for them. They're also in some ways, like they're, they're patronizing you to make more of the cool banjos that you make so that they exist, you know? And that's like, I feel like people should be thinking about that. Uh, You know, a lot of people do. Yeah. They take them out. Like a lot of my customers, they go out and, they go to the festival. I'm not a festival guy. I can't hang at a festival. I can hang for a day or two at Clifftop, and I'm just like, get me out of here. It's an overwhelming place. It is. You know, <laughs> I'm getting better as it as I get older. You know, I don't have as many. Um, I don't know what it was. I just, I, I'm really, I'm a napper. You uh-huh. know? I, <laughs> yeah. I really need a lot of quiet time. I'm one yeah. of those people. <laughs> I have overactive minds. So I really, I spend a lot of time in my room just trying to quiet my mind. You know, yeah. it, it's a lot of work. And when I go to festivals, I can't do that. So, like, you know, when you get tired, you just kind of fall apart and get overstimulated. And yeah. I usually end up <laughs> super depressed and don't want to be social. And then usually I'm fine and people have had a good experience with me. But when I'm driving home, I'm just picking myself apart. Yeah, I usually have a one day at least at, at Clifftop, at least yeah. where I'm where I just I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah, somebody plays some yeah. reggae. <laughs> <laughs> if I hear Joe Dunn scream one more time, I swear to God. I'm sorry, I've been in those shoes. I'm you know. Yeah, like, sure. Oh, another penalty. No, quit it. <laughs> <laughs> another <laughs> one. <laughs> That's my dilemma. That's why you don't see me there that much. Um, plus, it's a far away to go to the summer. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, but I feel like it'll come back. I, I have other things that I really enjoy doing. Um, you know, I, I'm a pretty avid surfer out here on the Oregon coast. And if you don't keep up with that, you don't get to do it. Yeah, you know, sure. It's not anything you can just do every once in a while. Yeah. Because you'll just get washed out to sea. Yeah. Uh, I, I can attest to that as someone who has surfed three times each time years apart. And I'm just like, <laughs> they're like, swim sideways. I'm trying to come in. <laughs> I'm like, my nipples hurt. <laughs> oh my God. Well, um, should we play? Another fiddle tune. Another fiddle <laughs> yeah, tune. great. Slow jam, remembering how these go. Yeah. Uh, you know this one?
I'm having a good time playing with you too. I feel like I can let my, my fiddle guard down with you. It feels good. <laughs> You've been making banjos mm-hmm. and crafting mm-hmm. banjos, not building them. No tractors involved. Uh, for you've been doing that for a long time now, 24 years. 24 years. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of like trends mm-hmm. in like what people want. Yes. And I'm curious if you could like in your time making banjos, what, uh, what's like popular right now? What do you think is going to be popular next? Do, are, have you been doing it for long enough that it like goes in cycles and you're like, I think this is going to be what people want in the next you five know, years? Or is that I used to spend so much time paying attention to all that, and now I pay zero attention okay. to that because it makes my life easier. Yeah. Um, because I pretty much know what I want to make. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not trying to fit into the trends. There's enough. All I need is 24 people a year. So Warner Brooks banjo. Uh-huh. And I feel like I got my own trains coming on. Yeah, what what uh what have you I narrowed it down into? Back. I've had so many people ask me for tell me that their hands are too small, they want a smaller neck. Yeah. You know, and I resisted it for years because it is I thought it was, I was gonna have to change like eight jigs just to make it sure. narrower. But it turned out that my jigs all still worked because I, I do everything on the side on this flat part of the neck. Okay. So the, um, actually on the angle part of the neck, when I'm drilling the holes and setting up the heel fit, um, that they worked great. Hmm. So I am just, I've, the things I've been into, I'm still into, and they're still what I want to make, and they're still the sound I'm after, which is kind of old line and Healy sounding banjos and old washburns. Yeah. Like, my silver spuds are pretty much exactly washburns. Yeah. Like, if you look at the specs, like, measure how thick they are. And the metal on mine's a little thicker. Um, but the depth and... Um, and now, I just set up to do all the line and Healy scale lengths. So I'm basically making the line and Healy model that is exactly line and Healy. Huh. And I'm doing it, like, weight-wise and everything is pretty spec right on just without the silver spine yeah um and they sound great mm. they sound so good and they're super lightweight this is kind of one of them right here um this just has a longer neck on it but this is one of the rims um and my friend kevin who i was just talking about yeah he got one and um compliments from Adam Hurt on that and he doesn't throw out compliments so it made me feel really good about it getting it done and getting it into Kevin's hands because a lot of people are like no I don't want the short scale you know and it's like sometimes people ask for advice and they don't want to take it yeah 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 so but you know they all eventually sell but that's what I'm excited about is it's a, it's a smaller model. It's just like how short? 26, uh, wait, sorry, 24.65. Oh. So longer than a 24-inch A scale. It's, it's right. all line and use. I lined them up, and I was like, this is exactly what they were. Interesting. You 
Yeah, because uh, pretty standard is either, is it either 25? Or 26 in like the quarter. Yeah, gotcha. Or 24. Okay, but yeah. Interesting. And, um, you know, they have this lighter rim. I don't know, it's just the way I pull them together too, and I use the lighter hardware, so it's not, these banjos do sound different than a lot of the banjos on the market because there's a lot less metal in them. Yeah. wood talking. Yeah. Um, I put the structure under stress, like I learned that from people a long time ago, which is, you know, you kind of make your dowel stick a little bit short, hmm. and you keep your rim under tension. Yeah. Instead of just making it fine and round, you like pull it huh. in a little bit, a little bit out of round. It's barely out of round, but you just put tension on it, and that gives you more projection. So, so, so it's not a it's not a circle. That's a circle, but you just like if you put the dowel stick in and just make it fit perfectly. So when you put the heel in, the heel hits the back of the rim. And the end of the dowel stick hits the back of the rim on the inside. Yeah. It's a perfect fit. Yeah. So you take that and you cut off like 16th of an inch here. Okay. And then you squeeze it shut. Oh. And um, and it just makes the rim come more alive. Interesting. It's like it's a cocked bow, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sim just got from Virginia taught me that, you know? And it, you know, I was just like, wow, that whole thing just came alive. This is probably hard for, you know, folks to like visualize you know but when you say you cut off a 16th of an inch of the, of the rim so it's a yeah, slightly of the, of of the, the dowel, dowel stick, stick. okay oh yeah so it has to yeah okay cool yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, we could we could just have I, beef. The, thing, the more you share, the more you get back. I realized I used to be the grumpy guy and try to hide everything and think that like, because I I grew up in the seventies and eighties, and I worked in kitchens with um you know a lot of my banjo making abilities came from working in kitchens. Believe it or not, huh. being able to deal with lots of you know orders like. You get signed with orders. Right, right. And you have to make your order right. in a timely fashion, and it has to be perfect. And yeah. it's like high stress, high movement, people getting upset, people yelling at you. Like, the whole thing all happens in a kitchen, and all that has happened to me in this banjo business. Right. You know, and since I've worked in restaurants for so long, that it's just like I can flow through it. I'm like, yeah. I can deal with getting yelled at. I can deal with someone who is upset you know it doesn't happen very often i think i have a pretty much 98 percent approval rating it's pretty good you know? <laughs> yeah but there are you know there are difficult people um and usually we get through it and a lot of those difficult people end up ordering more bandages uh -huh. because we went through something together and yeah we create a relationship yeah you know? um, so yeah i love that because yeah because again they're not just they're not just buying an object they're buying an interaction, interaction. and You're buying a relationship. Lives with me. Like, these things are yeah. in my life. Like, yeah. My life around here is pretty wacky. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot going on in this house. Yeah. I have a lot going on. I have a lot of people that come through here. Um, lots of music comes through the house. Lots of, you know, my, my partner's had MS for the last, since 2008. Mm. And I've watched her physical abilities just completely dwindle yeah so a lot of that you know all that heartbreak and and trauma and all that stuff it comes out in these things you know these things are what 
keep me sane. Yeah. So you, you're getting that when you buy the instrument. Yeah. It's not just a factory where we crank them out and there's five people making your banjo. It's like, this is me making it from start to finish. I make all the metal parts. Yeah. And it's a stupid business plan. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but it's, it's my thing and yeah. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like these are very superior banjos to what you could just go buy in a store. Mm. You know? Mm. Everybody who makes some badges would probably say that, but I repair a lot of them, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm proud of what I do. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. And oh. if I wasn't, I wouldn't still be doing it. Sure. You know? I've done so many things in my life that I've got sick of. You know, I put a paintbrush in my hand, and I'll last a day. Yeah. I don't want to touch it anymore. I've been in houses for years. Um, put me in a restaurant. I'll get lazy after two weeks. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> you know, this is like, there's so many different things that I do that it just keeps it, you know, my job is not the same thing every day. Yeah. It's always different. I'm either doing metal work, I'm doing woodwork, I'm doing mechs, or I'm bending rims, or on the metal lathe. Talking to people. Talking to people on the email, on the phone. Yeah. I try not to talk on the phone too much. Um, that's another thing. There's... I feel I'm, a, I'm Uncle Banjo to some makers, too, I think. Mm. Um, just because we all go through it. You know, we all end up in these same situations. Yeah. Um, even the best of us, mm. you know, still end up in situations where you're not quite sure what to do when you have, you know, a difficult situation. Yeah. So it feels good to me to be able to, that I get these calls, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, oh, Uncle Banjo. Yeah. Here's what you do. I love that. Your answer's got to be a sentence or less. Yeah. You know, like, I wrote this long email. It's like, don't do that. You know, that just kills the fire. And then they'll pick that apart and throw half of it back at you. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, yeah. short to the point, this is what I do. This is the situation. This is how we fix it. You know, yeah. it's just got to be simple like that, and it cuts down frustration on both sides. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think um, for some people, simplicity is, uh, you know, a, uh, a strategy of avoidance or um, laziness, you know, sometimes. But, God, I, 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 really, uh, I really trust your... Uh, your simplicity like yeah. when you have yeah, simple answers yeah you know i had casey wait who owned pioneer music here i think i talked about this last time in the other podcast mm -hmm. um, he was the one that really sat me down and told me how to be a businessman selling instruments because he had done it for 30 years yeah and he's the one that was like yeah. you don't write a paragraph yeah like, you can get no matter how long the email they send you is you can answer it in two or three sentences and make that spot yeah it's inspiring it is yeah and it really lets you focus in on what the actual issue is you know right. there's a lot of emotions that go around in situations I mean, yeah i'm not trying to turn this into a negative podcast it's just um it's just you know i've been doing it for 24 years and these are things that come up and how you get through them yeah you know, I don't think it's negative. I think I think it's real. Super happy. Yeah. But every once in a while, you end up in these situations. You know, like, um, I don't want to get into them, but they happen, and you got to get through them. And, yeah. And I have 
I've not ever blocked anybody, mm. you know, and I've, I've maybe crossed the line a couple times, like, with anger, mm. where I'm just like, no, I'm not taking this, you know, you can threaten me, you know, sometimes people threaten you that they're going to go online and oh my God. your name, and yeah. I'm just like, go right ahead, you see how far you get tarnishing my name, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, what just to get through it to the point quickly, it's not traumatic. Yeah. It's just like it's not this. It's it's a beautiful thing that you're gonna get. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that's depressing. Yeah. As I'm looking at this banjo that yeah. I made for this person, and to me it's perfect, <laughs> and to them it's like I put too many sh- like. 18 shoes in instead of 16 and they want me to make them hold me banjo and I'm right. like oh hell no <laughs> you know it's like yeah. like from across the yard you can't tell if there's 18 or 16 right. shoes on it at all you right. know? and you're asking me to go back and like put all these other people on hold right because I, I'm not working for one person I'm usually working for like five or six people at one yeah. time so that's what's going on it's like you want me to do something special it's like you're asking other people to wait right. longer it's like, no, everybody's in, this, in the Brooksy boat. Yeah. And we got to be expedient and yeah. timely. And if, like, if I mess on something that's big, like, yeah. I forgot, like, the, a big mistake I made last summer was, or this spring was, I put threats in what was supposed to be a threats. Well, that's a, yeah. And now, that's a big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But to my defense, there was 85 emails there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think uh, something I've something I've learned, like in the old time music community, is that uh, people really need this, and because it's like it's really fucking hard out there, right. and uh, and you and you you know you're spending a lot of money, you're spending a lot of time, you know, and like you know. When I when I go to an old time festival, I am going to see my friends and to play music, but I'm also going because I I needed to fix some stuff, <laughs> you know. Like I I I I I need to not not go to it, you know, right. because like stuff's hard, and I feel like it's probably a similar thing when people are deciding to invest in a banjo, you know. I, I think it's a good. I mean, I think it's a good investment, and it will make people happy, especially you know. But but also, I think. Maybe people think, "What if this doesn't take away all my <laughs> all my loneliness?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, or all of my like, "What if it doesn't scratch the itch perfectly?" You know, right. yeah, and, yeah. You can yeah. feel that. And sometimes there's like red flags in the beginning. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. But I'm glad I can be there to help. You yeah. know, I'm glad they're coming to me. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I want to, I want to put something in your life. Yeah. It's gonna give you something, you know. It's going to give you hours of fun, yeah. you know, and help you meet new people and travel even and learn, yeah. you know, use your brain in ways that you haven't used it. You know, it's, music's amazing. And I want to help you with your musical adventure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I know it's a lot of money and I know there are so, my old website was a nightmare. There was just too <laughs> many options for people. 
so that's what I learned. Yeah. It's like this is just driving people insane. They're, yeah. They're worrying about what you know the, the shoe is going to be, or not the shoe, but the, the, the nut. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> nobody would even have looked at what the nuts were unless I had them on there. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Also, the the new web person I got a couple years ago, she's been great about. It. You can't have all you know, it's like three's the magic number. You can have three yeah. models and just she wanted me to have more custom options and I'm like, I just can't do that. I mm. can't because I'm the only guy. Yeah. You know, I'm doing all the ordering, I'm driving around buying all the you know, buying all the materials, I'm answering all the phone yeah. calls, I'm answering all the emails, I'm doing all the manufacturing, I'm mm. doing the shipping. Um I have to still have energy at the end of the day yeah. and I still have to finish everything by the end of the month. So I've streamlined a lot. I I love that. Give myself a life. You go you know, when I go into when I go to a, a restaurant or a food cart or something, they have three things on the menu. You know they're good. You know it's gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> And there's some restaurants I thought about that too. Like, yeah. Hey, you, order, you go in there and they serve you what you're going to get. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I want. Uh, yes. I want my <laughs> Take my decisions you know? away. Take my money. <laughs> yeah. Give you something you really like. Yeah. You know? Just tell me what you do. You know, do you sing? Do you play in a full string band? Do yeah. You sit on the porch and play by yourself. Yeah. You know, like I can, I can dial you in with the perfect instrument. Yeah. You know, I've done this for a lot of people. And, um, and it's, it's been a lot easier since I have like, yeah. all the options. And people seem to be a lot happier and a lot less banjos for resale. Because mm. a lot of times, this super extreme custom orders would get resold because it wouldn't, it wouldn't right. be exactly what they wanted. Right. You know, but they yeah. all find a happy home, so I don't get butt hurt. Sure. I'm not hurt. I'm just like, oh, take note. Yeah, there was that was a lot of emails and a lot of designing stuff that I don't really design, and that wasn't yeah. really my thing. Yeah, it's up for sale, so that lets me know those are things to cut out of this list. Yeah, you know, like special string spacing, you know, uh-huh. like special <laughs> neck profile, no, you know, special neck width, no, yeah, special bridge, no. I've made every single kind of bridge and put them on these things. Like, these are the ones that sound best. Yeah. Like, yeah. pick whatever bridge you want to put on afterwards. But the one that I put on it, like, I know how thick they need to be. Like, I can hear a banjo and know whether the bridge needs to be thinner or thicker. Or, yeah. You know, why it sounds flat. Like, if I need to adjust the truss rod a little bit or, you know, get the head the right tension. Um, there's a lot of knowledge in there. So. Yeah. Trust in me. <laughs> well, uh, let's play. Let's play another tune, and then we'll talk about where people can go to uh, order their uh, dealer's choice banjo from you. <laughs> <laughs> the dealer's choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the dealer. Yeah. Thank you. 
Got a lot of tone. Lovely. Who's this one going to? Or does this one not have a specific home? Oh, I don't know. This, the day I finished it, it didn't have an owner. And a guy called me to say the day I finished it and asked me if I had anything. Yeah. So it's going to Germany. <laughs> Love that. Great. Love that too. <laughs> so much. It was a five email sale. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Can so, I send it to you? Yes, please. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, if people want to make a, a five email sale with you, uh, where where do they go? Um, How do people get a hold well, of you? Yeah, I've been really bad about social media lately, but my Instagram is the best way to follow what I'm doing. I try to post stuff to my story almost every day. Yeah. Um, it's mostly banjo stuff. It's also like, you know, dogs and flowers and the beach. Yeah. Um, and then my website has my info, and it's basically you can either, there's a form on there to fill out for a custom order, or you just call me and say, what do you got? Yeah. And um, those are my favorite orders. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight, Brooks. Yeah, this is great. I'm having a great time yeah. hanging with you. Uh, thanks for having um, good, uh, hard-won ideas about the world and about banjo and music and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I really appreciate like that. I feel like sometimes it's really hard. Negativity isn't allowed nowadays. It feels like, you know, mm. like I've had to change all my sense of humor. I mean, it's it's fine. Like we're all evolving, right? And yeah. Like, humor is evolving, and the way we talk to each other is evolving. So, I, you know, I come from a really sarcastic punk rock background. Yeah. Um, where like we really worked on kind of being lame and bumming people out. Uh huh. <laughs> Just to be shocking or whatever. Sure, you sure, know? sure. So coming from there, I feel like I've come a long way. Mm. And um, it just feels good to be able to communicate. And uh, a lot of my friends tell me that they like me because I just say what's on my mind. Like a lot of they'll say, I'll go out and I talk to people and I just, I never know what they're thinking. Mm. But I know exactly what you're thinking, Brooks, and I really find it refreshing. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of stick with it, you know. Yeah. I, I'm quit drinking because um, I, I just drink a little nowadays. Like, like I never was a big drinker, anyways. But I noticed it after I drink. Mm. Like when I go there and talk about stuff that right. like could rub people the wrong way. Sure. Or could start some kind of debate. I say different stuff when I drink too. Yeah. Well, yeah, the for thing sure. About me drinking is I get home and I hate everything that I say. Uh, so, yeah. Like, you're such an ass and all this stuff, you know. So now they don't drink as much. It's I'm like, oh, you, you had a great night, you know. Yeah, yeah. You didn't bump anybody out, you know. You just that's yeah. like I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to separate. I'm trying to move on to the new Brooks. I think that's where we all are. Yeah. The, the uh, pandemic really kind of was the big shakedown. Yeah. Being like who are yeah. you? What are you? Yeah. Deep down. Yeah. Who are you in a vacuum? Yeah. Who, who are, are you when you're vacuum? When you're... You can't go to the movie and, you know, and just yeah. forget about it. Yeah. You know, 
I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Preaching to the choir. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel good. I don't feel like I've, I've put my foot in my mouth tonight. Um, it's just, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm proud of it. And I'm finally in a place in my life where I can feel okay being, being proud of it. Yeah. You know, that sounds weird, but. It's true. I never felt like it was okay to be totally okay with what you're doing. Yeah. You know? It's like you should always have some kind of little struggle. You should always be trying a little harder. Right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be there. But right now, mm. I, feel like, I kind of feel like I'm there. Yeah. Like I did a lot of work. I, I, I molded my business into something that's really working for me right now. Um, and the majority of the people I'm dealing with are really happy. Yeah. And that is just... I don't make a lot of money, but I feel like I'm successful in life because I'm doing the things that I want to do. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sending things out in the world that make people happy. Yeah. We'll, we'll creating beautiful things. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's end with a tune, and then uh, we'll do a bonus track after that, too. All right, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> That's a wrong tune. <laughs> Visit brooksbanjos.com to order yourself a Brooks banjo and make sure to follow him on Instagram at brooksmaston. Support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthepool. That's also linked in the show notes along with links to my banjo lessons, my old-time trio tall poppy string band, and my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. And don't forget to sign up for my iTunes Up the Neck banjo workshop at cameronduit.com slash store. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.